I'm Jenny, professional artist and the owner of Blue Palette Art Studio in beautiful Sycamore, Illinois. I love helping other artists discover their full creative potential, and I'm here to help you too. This is Brushstrokes. It's going to happen. The more work you start to create, the more input you are going to receive. Some of it will be positive and motivate you to make more, and some of it, oh, it might sting. So how can you sort through critique, keep the bits you want, toss the rest, and move on without letting it slow your roll? Hi everyone, this is episode three, and I have yet to receive any feedback at all, but you know what's funny? I want to hear it all. I know some of it will be hard to hear. I'm probably not everyone's cup of tea, and I don't really like tea, so let's say cup of coffee, and that's fine. I also know that some of it will help me get better. I was nervous to start the podcast, but I didn't fear the negative critique, which is how I was able to do it. This has not always been true for me, not at all. How did I get here where the fear of other people's reactions doesn't stop me? Well, first I want to share with you some of the worst critique I have ever received because trust me, it can only go up from here. I decided I wanted to be a professional artist. So what I decided I needed to do was submit a portfolio and get into grad school. That seemed like the most logical next step. So I put together a portfolio, contacted the director, was in communication with the director. We were setting up a schedule that I would be able to work for them and all of that. We looked at everything, talked about everything. So it was a plan. I had told everybody this was something I was going to do. But I received a rejection letter from the university and I was just absolutely stunned. It really shocked me. They had even said they were short people. So you can imagine, how does that make you feel? You don't have enough people, but you still didn't want me in there. So that made me question everything. And I reached out to that director and I said, what happened? What went wrong? And he said to me that I could read um, the jury's critique and that that would maybe give me some idea of what went wrong and what I could do differently. Well, it was the most scathing words, some of it unnecessarily cruel, some of it just on the work, and it's hard to even repeat. That was from a school I attended and did very well at for my bachelor's. It was so bad, so bad. I was so wrecked. This was from the highest authority, this rejection, as I felt at the time. It caused me to question everything I was doing Every decision, it felt like crap for a long time. It was not good. But ultimately, as these things go, it became a defining moment for me, not a destroying moment. It made me want to work harder. My desire to be a professional artist was still too great to let those opinions change my mind. 
When beginning artists approach me about the fear they experience in putting their art out into the world because they're petrified of negative criticism, it got me thinking I have to let artists know that a good critique is a welcome part of the process of being an artist, not something that should stop you. You heard that right. In art classes, that was part of the class. Critique, both positive and negative, are present in every art class and literally worked into the syllabus. There was time set aside just to tear you down in class. Not exactly how it was worded, but a drill sergeant would be no match against some of the art professors or other kids in your class when it comes to tearing someone down, but also building you back up. That is the point. I knew all of that at the time I received the grad school critique, but that didn't mean it didn't hurt. Oh my God, it hurt. If I had known what I know now about critique, it would have saved me some time. Luckily for me, I had my dad to help me out. He said, what were you trying to get out of all this anyway? And I told him, my goal is I want to be a better artist. I want to get into art shows. He said, you don't need them for that. Educate yourself. Get busy and get better. And I'll be honest, a little bit of that bad critique was what egged me on. I kind of have this thing, like if someone tells me no, then I want to prove them wrong. And that actually has served me pretty well in making me a competitive person. But also because even with that negative critique, it didn't change how badly I wanted to do this. I still very much wanted to be a professional artist in spite of those words. You can't tell me I can't be a professional artist, that kind of thing going in my head. But it worked. I got busy. I buckled down. I went to workshops, studied my craft harder, practiced and practiced and practiced. And it worked. A year later, I won a Best Show Award, and the prize was a solo show at a prestigious gallery. It was the most amazing feeling I have ever felt, to be honest. The best. A big part of me wanted to say, ha, proved you wrong. But a part of me knew if I hadn't received those negative words, I may not be where I was. Oh, the irony. Criticism is a part of your art education. Whether you are taking the words and using them to better your art or deciding that you will stick to your own way of doing things, either way you come out stronger Not putting yourself out there for criticism, you run the risk of becoming stagnant. And the art world has no room for that. It is moving too quickly for you to allow yourself to be stuck in a rut due to someone else's words. Now, all of this just does not mean that you shouldn't listen to some other critique. It was hard to admit, but some of the words from the grad program were true, plain and simple. I wasn't putting enough meaning into my work. My skills needed honing. If I didn't listen, where would I be right now? There was always that one kid in art class when I was a student, that kid in class that just refused to listen to what anyone else had to say to improve his work. That kid that always felt he was just a little too good to take anyone's advice. Yes, I am thinking of someone specific. I wonder where he is now, probably not working in a creative field, but I can only speculate. 
If you listen to no advice and don't make some adjustments in your process, it's not going to help you either. I teach critique even in my kid art classes. I start this very early on because you can only go so far on your own. Critique is critical to artist growth. With kids, you can approach it in a gentle way that will teach them how to deal with the not-so-gentle when they are older. It is recognized as a part of art creating, and then it's not so painful. But why does negative critique of our art strike so deep? Like someone might not like your hair or your clothes and you roll with it, say whatever. But when someone hates your art, oh, it's killer. Arrow to the heart. Critique is rough because we are our own worst critics and negative words just hurt. You already may not have a lot of confidence and that will just make it worse. But that is kind of a simple answer and there are even bigger things at play. Art making just feels so important. Sometimes while you're making it, it's like the most important thing you could imagine doing. Art creation is deeply rooted in what it means to be human. Art is a reflection of culture, and there is no culture that has ever existed on this planet that did not have some form of art making. It is important. We care about important things. We want to have our hand in something that is meaningful and important and we would like other people to share in that meaning. It feels good to create art. It makes you happy. It's one of the best feelings in the world. So of course, if someone crushes that feeling, it's not what you want. This is not something that you really go out looking for. Another reason negative criticism might be scary or resonate with you so deeply is because artists tend to be especially sensitive to moods and sounds, emotions and vibes all around them. Like on a deep emotional level, nonstop, all the time. Does that sound familiar to you? That is being an empath. Many artists are empaths, meaning you can actually sense and feel emotions outside of your own experience. Like you are the one who is actually experiencing them. Have you felt this way? Maybe you already know this about yourself. People perhaps have called you sensitive in your lifetime. I have been called that and I used to hate it. It bothered me like it was devaluing my opinion or my reaction. You're too sensitive. But owning that has helped. Yes, I actually can be overly sensitive. So I remind myself to sort through that deluge of emotions. You just have to sort through the layers to get to what really is your own real emotion on the subject. I personally have a really hard time in crowds because of being an empath. I can't stop looking every single, looking at every single face when I'm in a crowd. I can't just group everyone all as people. It's individuals, like many, many, many individuals. And I read the emotion on every single face, and it can be so exhausting. But being an empath can be what makes your art resonate with a lot of other people because your emotional spectrum is so wide. You can appeal to a lot of different people. Your large emotional net can attract a lot of different fish. By fish, I mean viewers or appreciators of your art. Being empathic can make you a creative person, but also a great friend. We are usually good listeners, sympathetic, big-hearted, generous, usually emotionally intelligent. That can make you a draw to a lot of people, so use that to your advantage. 
However, it is exhausting to be so needed, absorbing all the emotions in a room. For that reason, many, many artists are introverts. You are probably someone who has a hard time saying no. You may find yourself needing a lot of time to recharge, and you can only be in a group for limited periods of time. A lot of us have that in common. You probably have social anxiety. Ah, social anxiety, otherwise known as awkward at parties. Studies have made a lot of correlations between artists and social anxiety. Honestly, many gallery showings are like one huge introvert gathering. I guarantee you'll have more than one memorably awkward encounter. Sometimes it's you, sometimes you're the one receiving that awkward behavior. I'm to the point where I almost look forward to it when I have a gallery opening, because you know you're going to get a good story out of it. Either you or someone else in that room is going to do or say something awkward. The best we artists can often hope for is being the extroverted introvert. So it's almost impossible if you have these traits to separate yourself from someone else's negative feelings. Almost impossible, but not truly impossible. With practice and focus, I have been able to speak in front of large crowds, show my work in very public gallery settings. I can respond to criticism, both outwardly and inside myself, in an effective way. Have faith, it can be learned. I am a good example of even the worst sensitively sensitive person can overcome this. So here's the meat of it. How do you flip this negativity into something positive, that frown upside down so that negative criticism becomes nothing to fear and helps you grow? If you are taking notes from episode one and two, here comes my favorite number, three steps. I've got three steps that you can work on to get yourself not to be so afraid of negative criticism. So step number one, evaluate your speaker. Who is the person who is giving you this negative critique? Is this person trying to hurt your feelings? Are they a mean person, a judgy person, someone who's kind of negative to everything all the time? Somebody who's maybe a little bit jealous? Take that all into account. It can help you dismiss if a comment is just mean. Sticks and stones and all of that. Karma will get those people, I believe. That's what I tell myself anyway. Or is the person who is giving you this critique on your work someone that you trust? Someone who usually has your best interest at heart? Someone who has nothing to lose and pushing you down, but is really trying to be helpful? That will help you decide if you should move on to the next stage in dealing with it, or just dismiss the whole comment, because sometimes that is what you have to do, especially if you're posting online. And if you have a lot of viewers, even people that you don't know, you could get just nasty negative comments that happens. And you really need to be able to kind of laugh that off and know that this person's intent is just to make you mad. That can happen. But if you realize that this the help is probably coming from a reliable source, you move on to step number two. And that is to look at every single piece of criticism as potentially helpful. Look for the education in the words. 
It's free advice. It took me a while, but I eventually understood that the things they were saying on my master's portfolio were sadly not untrue. I was angry for a long time. I felt like the comments were not justified and not fair. But I could have sat and festered on that or took some of their words and used them to get better. That's your choice, ultimately. What are you going to do with this information? Are you going to let it get the better of you? Or are you going to pull it apart, look for the pieces that are truthful? Maybe what someone is saying to you will make you a better artist. If you step back from the emotion and look at your piece honestly, were they right? So how can I fix that? Or what will I do differently in the next piece is what you can tell yourself. And maybe that piece is already done and you are proud of it. You can still be proud of it. It's only one opinion. And maybe it would be your Van Gogh moment, as we artists like to call it. So what does that mean? The bad things that happen to you that just become part of your art story. A part that makes the good bits all that sweeter. A friend told me that art school critique was my Van Gogh moment. It actually helped, to be honest. This kind of thing becomes your own artist story. Vincent Van Gogh, arguably one of the most famous artists ever, and received so much hate in his lifetime. More hate than positivity, it sounds like. They believe he had epilepsy and suffered from multiple mental illnesses. Multiple. Not just one. Then there is the whole story about the ear thing, and I'm not exactly sure if that's all true, but what we can agree is the guy didn't have an easy time of it. He died young and very poor. In his lifetime, he only sold one piece. It's hard to comprehend. But even more hard to understand is he still painted. He painted 900 paintings and made many drawings in a short life. I often wonder, how did he keep going? It must have meant so much to him. It meant that much. Poverty, cruel words, isolation did not stop him. His latest piece that will be up for auction in 2021 is expected to sell for near $10 million. And it's by no means even one of his more famous pieces. Now, we will probably never, ever achieve that kind of stardom, but when you hear about the life he led, maybe that's a good thing. But we can at least relate to having down days with our art, maybe not appealing to everyone, and so what? So what? Just say to yourself, if he could live through all that and still keep painting, you can handle someone telling you something a little negative, right? Remember, if you want to keep up with Van Gogh, you have 899 more pieces to go. So you are deciding if there's merit to the advice. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It is your decision to make, not theirs. You are still in charge. But chances are what you're hearing could help you. That takes a lot of the sting and anger out of it. If you put it back into your realm of control, you get to decide what to do with those words. So we have number one, evaluate your speaker. Number two, decide if there is advice that could potentially be helpful. And then number three, the third step to help you overcome that fear of negative criticism is you learn to decide on your action. What is the action you're going to take after this advice? Sometimes the critique is right to your face. 
and it will involve an immediate response from you. You should prepare for that. If you're reeling from the words, if they're really super hurtful and you are face-to-face, you can stall or give yourself time to kind of repress the urge to kick them in the shins and say, could you explain that further? And end up saying in the end with, thank you, I appreciate your input. Avoid saying something negative back, even if your gut feeling is to say something like, well, what would you know anyway? Or let's see what you could do. Be the better person. Go back then and repeat steps one and two in your head to feel better. What you're really practicing here is detachment from their response. It is not gospel. It is only advice. A good critique is not going to stop you, but help you grow. Either you grow by taking the advice and make adjustments, or you grow by learning to look within yourself and believe in the work you are doing. I did a series of drawings that were deliberately left on the unfinished side. And one of the critiques I received said, this drawing doesn't look finished. So I just said, thank you for your input. Because it really, I believed in my case enough on that piece, and I knew what my intention was, that I was able to not take that negatively. I felt like, well, that was my intent. If that had not been my intent, then I would have possibly taken those words differently and thought, okay, how can I make it next time so this looks a little more complete? Here is what you also should remind yourself. You made something they didn't. You had the guts to make something and put it out in the world. You are giving a gift. Just in its very essence, it's a gift. Your art is a gift. Remember, we want to keep our art process a growing thing. It is exciting, and you can always get better. That's what makes it so exciting. Your work will always get better. So something that you've made today and you're proud of it, it is still not your best work because you are going to get better. Your best work has yet to be created, but it's waiting in the wings. So don't let negative critiques stop you of all things. I wanted to add a little bit about positive comments here too. Sometimes that can be just as weird to deal with when somebody gives you some glowing praise. There's an answer you can give to that too, and that is thank you. That's it. That's all you need to say sometimes. Or you can engage them in talking about it, not really on your feelings. You might kind of have this urge to ramble or maybe say, oh, it's not that great. I was hoping for the, you know, kind of downplay yourself. Try not to express your feelings in that moment, but ask for theirs. Say, why do you like it? Why did this appeal to you? Because that will help you too. Take it graciously because it was offered in truth. Let yourself feel happy, proud. It will fuel you and help balance out the negative comments you may receive. I believe the positive will outrun the negative. And honestly, dealing with positive criticism, that may be a whole future episode because there is a lot to be said about that as well. Remember your art is a gift of yourself that enhances humanity and elevates it. That is huge stuff right there. It matters. So it makes perfect sense that negative responses can be daunting. But if you take a step away from the words and realize the fact that you have something out there to actually receive criticism, that is amazing. What an amazing thing you did. Something that people only dream of doing. So take a deep breath, evaluate, think on it, then get your butt back in the studio and keep creating. 
that's what it means to be a success or a successful artist. Whatever it is you're doing in your life, you get back on that horse, especially if you believe in it. And like I keep telling you, you are an artist. It's not an easy road, but that's not why you're here. Then everyone would do it. But you've got this. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to follow Blue Palette on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach me at blue, B-L-E-U, palettart at gmail.com. You have been listening to Baggers Blues by the one and only legendary Hollow Bill. <laughs>